For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. As always, thank you to our wonderful patrons and to our newest patron, Sid. Thank you for your support. You guys make this show possible. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, Andy, I have to tell you, even though we gave everybody fair warning just a few days ago, this is going to be a shit show at the weekend, okay? I was still shocked by how many people, not only in the Patreon group, but also social (laughs) media, were mad, mad, pissed off. I've got people, uh, for the the Twitter account, I put out like, uh, full-time, clearly Roma have their minds on the Europa League, and I've got people saying, oh... Fonseca this, Fonseca that. I mean, was this the match that really swayed opinions one way or the <laughs> other? I mean, if this if this period now is what you are basing any sort of concrete judgment on, I, I feel as if maybe you are a bit late to the party, right? I, I mean, what conclusion yeah. should we be drawing at this point? Come on, man. Yeah, it, it's funny because on one hand you have you have the people that want to you know they calling to punt the season to to focus on one competition and Roma go ahead and do exactly that and 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 then there is backlash because of it. I I do think that there is one thing though that is um, worth uh, using as a takeaway from 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 this match against Torino and from all the other matches that will follow. And that will follow a very similar pattern, okay? Yes, yes, um, they will. Th- this Roma team is very limited roster-wise, mm-hmm. okay? As soon as you take out some players, you lose the whole dynamic of the team. So that just shows you that what people like Fazio can offer, what a kid like Reynolds can offer at this stage, what Carles Perez can offer... It it shows you a team that is is very fragile, is very limited. It doesn't have that many players that can contribute significantly. Um, you have a washed up Pedro. Let's face it. Oh uh, my! You know Lord. you you have Mirante who is now pretending to be a goalkeeper. I think. Um, <laughs> And it's, eight goals, eight goals against Napoli, Atalanta. Well, eleven now. Napoli, Atalanta, Torino. Eleven goals conceded. So that's, but that's, and 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 so I think that is what is worth mentioning about these games. What I think is good about having, you know, if if you're gonna witness a, a shit show of of these epic proportions um, in the upcoming league matches, I think the main takeaway for for the fans. And for the management is, you know, who can we get rid of? What what can we improve? Because there is a lot of room for improvement, okay? Based on 
what we saw, not only against Torino, but also in previous games where it was clear that some key players were injured or too tired, and so you had to rely on backups, or perhaps you were reluctant to rely on backups, but there was a reason for that. And I think now it's starting to emerge, and I think that people have a hard time understanding that. This Roma team, if you play their, their, their Serie C players in the form of bench warmers, people that are making a hell of a lot of money and have played maybe a handful of games this season, like Fazio, uh, a kid from MLS just came in, tr is trying to adapt to a new league, to a new reality, to much tougher opposition. A, a guy like Carlos Perez, who still hasn't figured out what he wants to do in his future, whether he wants to be a car carpenter, a butcher, or a footballer. <laughs> Pedro, Pedro, who, uh, you know, I, I, I do think he's ready to make the next step and go play for Astra Giorgio or maybe Cesca Sofia, teams of that caliber this team if you, if if you put them together and you and you tell them go and play against a torino that is fighting against relegation is fighting to avoid relegation then you're obviously not going to come out on top i'm sorry that's the reality of the situation this is if if we had a, a roster that allowed you to compete on both fronts then we wouldn't be in the position that we are in League-wise, okay? We wouldn't exactly. be seventh. We'd be up there fighting with the teams that now have time to prepare the games, that have a, a, a proper roster built to win. And and it's 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 a it's a different reality. I'm sorry if if this is the point in the season where some fans realize that wow, this this team is not what I thought it was. But this team is exactly what we thought it was at the beginning of the season. This team had its limitations. We all said it all along. This team is going to face a lot of problems once it is forced to compete on, on multiple fronts. And that's what happened. You focus on the Europa League, you're bound to play like a Serie C team in the Serie A. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, I expected nothing less from yesterday. The only thing I guess I was glad to see, and maybe a match like yesterday, to go to what you said, maybe yesterday does open people's eyes to the fact that this Roma, Andy, it's probably easier to find the people that should, go, you know, who, who should go in the summer, who should stay. The easier list is who should go and then get rid of everybody else, okay? Because you could probably count on one and a half hands as the who should stay. Uh, the conversation I saw going on uh, both within the patient group and on social media that I was sort of glad to see was, mo again, when you have a club like Roma, okay, your wage bill should reflect the quality. The top down, your be best players should be being paid at the top, and then at the bottom you should have your worst players, your youngest players. And you look at yesterday, okay, you have Pedro who is earning three million euros who looks like he is ready for retirement i i mean he he was ready for retirement in september now he is ready to you know like when you retire you still feel like you want to work but then you reach a stage where you're comfortable with your retirement and you're like you know what now i'm ready to just overeat and get fat and call it a life 
I think he's reached that point because he looks like less of a footballer by the match. I refuse to believe that this is the same guy that played in arguably one of the greatest teams of my lifetime, at least in Barcelona, in the early, uh, those early 2008, 2011-ish yeah, versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is that same guy. I, I need to do a DNA test. I want him... I mean, there are so many companies now where you can do the swab in your mouth and <laughs> see what your DNA is. I refuse, I refuse, refuse to believe that this is that same guy. Refuse. I, I must and say, I, I prefer I prefer Iturbe uh, to the yeah, current oh, me too. Pedro. Me too. I just think that the, the Iturbe's uh, work rate and effort and all around nice guy vibes are much better than what we're seeing right now from Pedro. Wow. It's insane. Uh, it is, and to think too, I mean, we talk about bad contracts. I hope everybody knows there's two more seasons left of this. And if you were a betting man, I would venture to believe that most smart individuals would not renounce all of that money because <laughs> that is a lot, a lot, a lot, especially for a club like Roma. Um, I mean... Come on, uh, who else am I supposed to talk about? Like guys like Pastore, uh, Perez. That was about as entertaining of a match as watching paint dry yesterday. But again, I'm not drawing any grand conclusions from it. But I guess to go back to what I said at the top, I, I, were you surprised by the number of, the, of people who were outraged after that? Who were saying, oh my God, Fonseca, you have to get rid of him. Before I saw people suggesting Andy that you have to sack him before the first leg against Manchester United. Come on, <laughs> after yesterday. But but no, but it's it's not it's 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 weird. It's weird because once again, you know, it's it has to do with the expectations. With I saw you know people complain. Oh, this is you know this is sh this is a shameful uh, result and and sort of the the whole season is shameful. I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. I've seen more shameful seasons in recent memory. I think that the the last year of of uh, of Di Francesco uh, with uh, Ranieri coming in that was that was that was the definition of shameful. Here, yes. I thought we had a Roma that was struggling from the get-go and it it managed to make the best of what it could do and and once you find yourself at this, you know, at this crossroads where you're like, you have to pick one competition because that 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 was that was something that we knew all along. You crash out of the Coppa Italia. OK, great. You know, you have that out of your head. Coppa Italia. A lot of fans don't recognize that as a trophy. Great. Now you can focus on the league. But wait a minute. We're doing good. In the Europa League. Oh, wait a minute. We have a shot at making real progress in the Europa League. And meanwhile, we are faced with Napoli, Atalanta, Lazio, Milan, all teams that more or less are considered on our level, but don't have to play midweek. Exactly. And can train, can prepare themselves, can watch some tape, can can you know make some tactical changes. Here, Roma are. I mean, Roma had the Friday off after they 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 won against Ajax. They didn't even train 
on Friday. They had just a, a, a session on Saturday before the game. And that was it. How are you going to demand of a team that is riddled with injuries, that has doesn't have that much quality to begin with, when you when you set aside the key players, some of them missing for the most part of the season, you get this. You get a squad that is incomplete. And you know if if this is if this is what it takes for Pinto for for the Friedkins to be like, okay, we know what we want to do this summer. We know what our priorities are. If this makes it, if if this makes that any any clearer, then great. Um, I then then let you know let the shit begin, because there has to be a point where you stop making those 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 deals. You stop handing out certain contracts that then lead you this way they lead you into this direction you they lead you into a situation like this where you have to compromise one competition in favor of another where you you go from playing excellent football to playing dreadful football just because of a minor switch in interpreters and and that's about it i think that says a lot about the issues that roma has had throughout the last few years um, in in change of management, the, the the players coming in, going out, no consistency, managers going in, going out, and and that's I think this is sort of a result of all of this, an accumulation of all of it. And if you want to be better, if you want to become a better team, if we want to build something more solid long term, you have to take these results, you have to welcome them. And 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 treat them as uh, as a, a, a building block, as something essential to build upon. I completely agree. Again, this is such a unique season that I just think this was never. I mean, do you remember in the preview episode for the entire season we called it almost a season of transition, and rightfully so at times. I think we forget that. When you're in the moment, in these matches, getting results or lack thereof, it's difficult to keep perspective sometimes. So I can understand why people get emotional after after particular after particular games. But I guess as the season draws closer and closer to a conclusion, I, you would think that more people are understanding of the entire situation. Now, a couple of episodes ago, I talked about the Saturday stuff. You can find that on the website. I published it today, finally, because I was so sick of reading about the subject that we're going to talk about next, Andy, this this Super League thing. Has there ever been a thing that has been so universally despised by the entire footballing world? Like, you can never get football fans to agree on anything, okay? <laughs> like that famous... Uh, argument on Twitter between those two Arsenal supporters when they're arguing that one player is 28 or 29 years old. Do you remember that? Or have you ever seen that? I, I do think, saying, yeah, that's some, that, that yeah, that's I something. forget. Somebody sends screenshots to Andy or myself, but it was basically, there was a player who was 28 years old, 28 years and six months old. Okay. And they were going back and forth because one guy was arguing, well, that means he's close to the 29. And the other person <laughs> was saying, you're 28 until you turn 29. <laughs> so they can't even agree on somebody's age, okay? But now we have found everybody who's, who agrees that this thing sucks. I mean, you want to talk about something that nobody asked for, nobody wants, 
it's this. And one of our patrons, Michael, he, he, he brought up a great point yesterday. Isn't it ironic that this happens in the midst of, the, of this terrible worldwide pandemic when every club is hurting, okay? Every club from top to bottom, no matter how big, no matter how small, everybody has felt this. These are the same clubs that preach to you about togetherness. They try and they try and show that family dynamic, and then they go pull a move like this. I have to tell you, and I know this makes me sound like I'm 55 talking about how things were in 1972, but my gosh, football feels like it is so done after something like this. Now, in fairness, within the hour, UEFA they they announced a set of of changes to to their competitions to all three, and I forgot that this. How excited were you? I, I I know you mentioned it in the chat, but how excited are you about this conference league thing? I well, saw the logo <laughs> today for the first time. I didn't even know there was a logo, um, so I it, it looks almost identical to the Europa League one. Um, I, I I still feel as if it's a meme because again nobody asked for a third competition, but it is what it is. <laughs> again, I just can't get on board with this thing. I I can't get on board with the idea of a super league. I I mean the not I, I don't talk about Vicenza on here, but because there's been like twelve different, a dozen different versions of Vicenza because of how bankrupt they've been. I mean like the smaller grassroots version of me kind of just sees this super league thing and like just thinks to myself oh my god why am i doing this why can't i like cricket or something i mean this is done what yeah, do you it, think this is there's this, no way you can like this <laughs> no no way of me liking this um it's 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 basically i, I mean i'd go out of my way and say this is this is the clearest sign of like a a, a class system <laughs> in sports right, right. oh like, it is it, this is as ev like this is the epi i don't want to get into politics but this is really something that is meant to set apart the big prestigious rich you know clubs um that make the most money that are recognized you know you to show a, a logo of real madrid um, doesn't matter if it's Los Angeles or Bangkok or Dubai, everybody recognizes it. Um, it's, um, and it's disappointing is because it's setting, it's setting, it's setting something that should be, as you say, togetherness and it should be unity and it should be, you know, fun, excitement for everybody involved on the same level. Um, and and even tournaments like the Champions League and Europa League are the Europa League is a way of of saying okay listen you're not good enough to, to come uh, into the Champions League but not because of anything other than uh, performances um, then you have the Europa League and that's a realistic objective you can fight for that but this is something completely different this is sort of a uh, a, a way out for these big clubs to to keep making money, um, and then to let everybody else die because that that's exactly. the, the the scenario. Uh, I mean, once if that happens, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're Lazio or if you are Genoa, you're you know, or you're Olympique Lyon, you will all be in the same situation. 
fighting for survival and most likely likely you will not make it um and it's 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 that it's this sort of you know just throwing teams and and entire cities entire cultures aside um basically telling lifelong fans you don't really matter like your team it doesn't even belong to the same sport as you know this prestigious super league um it's right. a, it's a big it's a big fuck you to 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 a lot of people but and this is a, a big important but but the primary uh, suspects in here and the the primary culprits of this are the same mm. people that now are saying oh this is you know this is ridiculous uh, this is uh, inadmissible people like seferin people in the uefa who came up with the idea of of um of organizing the world cup uh in in dubai uh, of 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 getting of letting some teams get away with things that other teams did not get away with with slapping some teams on the wrist and fining other teams for the same stuff for letting big players grow even bigger um and letting other teams sort of die away in in, in the darkness in the shadows and that's that's really what it is about. This UEFA enabled this. UEFA is not, you know, this is they're not they're not um, clean. They're, they they can't, a lot of people here that are now claiming to be shocked, um, to to you know to be on one side rather than the other. They all have meddled in this because at the end of the day, it's all about money. And suddenly you have this group of people, you have this group of teams that thought, oh. What's a way to make money despite the pandemic, despite everything not going our way? Let's organize this thing that is accessible, that is easily sold to the masses. Um, and, and that is really as un, unfootball as, as football can get. Yeah, and hats off too to <laughs> Agnelli, who somehow has been able to completely hide under a blanket the fact that he has grossly mismanaged Juve this year. Okay? I mean, are people even talking about Pirlo? <laughs> uh, no. 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 Uh, nobody's talking about Juve. And, and Agnelli hasn't, hasn't been seen on the stadium or at any of Juve's games for the past two months. It's unbelievable. And, you know, you want to talk about hypocrites, man. Uh, this is the guy who, and again, I just find it ironic that they lost to Atalanta because wh remember what he said earlier this year about Atalanta. Yeah, they don't belong up there. They don't belong. Bingo. Teams like Atalanta are just not meant to be. So, listen, I hate this. You hate this. Clearly, the big clubs are doing this to preserve every single euro that they can get. But I guess even if reforms are made, and certainly this is a much broader broader discussion that, that should include much smarter individuals than myself and yourself, especially when it comes to the financial point of view. You know, okay, let's just say they scrapped the Super League thing. You know, we still find ourselves at a point where the same uh, half a dozen, dozen clubs are making the quarterfinals and the Champions League every single year. And it is down to money. And we can't deny that anymore. I guess for you, 
even let's just say tomorrow they say hey hey you know what? we were we were joking we like these new reforms by uefa we'll accept them let's just, let's just keep going as is certainly the system still needs some sort of shock because listen part of all won the champions league is 2021 i mean how long ago was that uh, 10, 15 years 16. more than that 16, yeah, 16. years jesus man um I mean, that feels like the possibility of something like that happening ever again or damn near impossible as currently constructed, yeah? Yeah, and, and uh, there, is, there was the great simple tweet of, of key moments like Leicester winning the league, uh, Roma winning against Barcelona, overcoming that, that, that 4-1 deficit, um, Maradona's Napoli beating the historical uh, Milan of Sacchi. Um, Those are great Hall of Fame moments that were meant to be, that that, that defined the sport as we know it. it, It's all about underdogs, the the story of sports in general. What are the stories that we love the most? It's the underdogs. It's 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 the teams, it's the individuals that we like to cross out. And then we're like, oh, wait a minute. They're, they're actually going to pull it off. And, and right. it, that's the essence. And when I when I read that, oh, the Super League is going to be the definition of excitement, like, you know, you, like you've break. never seen before. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You want me yeah. to you want me to look at uh, two massive clubs with massively overpaid players um, play each other midweek on a consistent basis? That's as as maybe nice as it sounds. It's really not what the sports comes down to. And I understand that if you want to survive, you have to play along. Like, I see a lot of the fans that are for it. They're like, oh, because, you know, there is no other way. This is where football is going. This is where the world is going. Maybe that's maybe that's the case. But when it's something is wrong, it's wrong. And, you know, if, if more clubs now are going to go out of their way and say this is bullshit, then you know congratulations to them but it the sole fact that this somebody cooked up this idea somebody actually proposed this and some people agreed to it is um is enough to to basically tell us the system is broken there are teams that really feel superior to anyone else and um and something needs to be done about it something desperately needs to be done about it right now yeah, I, I completely agree. This whole thing, obviously we all know what it centers around. But I just find the hypocrisy absolutely stunning, okay? These are the same clubs who talk about, you know, we want to develop grassroots football. And then they essentially want to create a closed league uh, that is open. I mean, people talk about 1%. Andy, this isn't even the top 1%. This is the top uh, 0.0002%. I mean, give me a break. Nobody wants this. I think it's an absolute farce. The fact that it was even allowed to go this far, I think, says all we need to know. And, you know, I just hope everybody remembers this moment because I think every club involved in this crap should be absolutely shamed into eternity. And, I mean, the fact that Milan are in there, Andy, come on. 
anybody born after 2000, anybody who is, is 2021, if you are uh, like under 20 years old right now, do you include Milan in that group of uh, European elite? Give me a break. Yeah. This was a, <laughs> we, I mean, this was a, we want more money and we want it now group of clubs who are pouting. And you know what, you know what's going to suck? UEFA is going to have to fold. They're going to have to bend the knee to them. And that's the part that probably angers me the most out of all of this. Right. And, and then you have people like uh, Gravina, um, who, you know, are in charge of leagues, are in charge of a lot of stuff happening in the world of football. And they pretend like they have no power. They have no authority. And right, also, right. They, they don't want to speak out against people like Agnelli, against people like Scaroni, people who have really a lot of uh, political uh, importance attached to them. I mean, these guys control a lot of things happening in, in, in sports, in football. And by not calling them out on this, on this really bullshit thing that has been cooked up over the past, I, I don't know, year or a year and a half, uh, it's that just shows you that a lot of people are involved in it. They just don't want to speak out. They just don't want to lose money. Because that's what it comes down to. We know that there are certain clubs that, that want to be part of this, but it's also a lot of people around different leagues. Um, certainly, a lot of people don't want to be excluded from that. They figure, wow, that's there's a lot of money to be made there. You're gonna be you're you know, you're gonna open up your doors to entirely new markets where people are gonna be overpaying for stuff, people are gonna be willing to pay for each game separately. I mean, this is this is as let me say it, okay? As undemocratic of 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 a of a, you know, of an idea of sports as I've ever heard or seen. I completely agree. It's absurd. Do we want to are we supposed to preview Roma's next match? Like are we supposed to like before we go here, are, are we supposed to like go deep into <laughs> what what could happen on Thursday? Because Roma they host Atalanta. I, I mean, no. I, I guess maybe for like negativity's <laughs> sake, maybe we see more Mirante just to see like from a meme standpoint how bad this can actually get. I I can I, I mean, just I, I just think that it's it's just let it go. Like I mean, it it's come to that, and I I I really I mean I. I feel bad for people who have come this far into the season and they still uh, get shaken up by this because I think it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. And you've heard... You already Fons have enough stress in your life. You're a Roma supporter. Yeah, come exactly. On. But but Fonseca even himself, he admitted that the four, top four is gone. Okay? You may not yes. see it that way. You may look at the standing and say, oh... But uh, wait a minute, we are only five points I had points people off. arguing that with me yesterday. <laughs> but it's not... <laughs> do the math. Teams like Juve, they can lose against Atlanta, but they're not going to fall out of fourth, top four, okay? Teams like Napoli, teams like Lazio are still, you know, despite losses or despite draws, are still going to be up ahead because they can, they can afford to, um, to, to, to focus on these matches while you really cannot. You really have to settle for one thing or another, and you've already made your made up your mind, and it's too late to to change anything. Okay, and it's it's that it's not even worth 
the stress and the trouble. 100%. And in fairness, just, just to end it here, the, I guess the only valid argument or, 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 or understandable response I saw to that was, well, don't you think that's a huge gamble? It's a huge mistake by Roma right, yeah. to, to do this, to, yeah. to, to bank everything on the Europa I, League. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw that too. And I saw also a lot of people ask me or talk to me about, you know, missing out, eventually missing out on European football because I, I said at a certain point, listen, if we keep losing like this, I, I mean, I would even take losing like this because that would mean that you're not getting Europa League or Europa League qualifiers or, God forbid, the Conference League. Um, oh. Because why? Mm. Why would you? A lot of people say, but uh, but isn't Europa League something that you need in order to attract big-time players no. or at least be no. an appealing place for people like Belotti? Or... I... Seriously, from everything that we've seen in the last few years, I don't think Europa League makes that much difference, okay? Zero. It, it, it really makes very, very little difference in the grand scheme of things. And also, I do think that Roma are, uh, will want to change direction with the Friedkins after a season like this, after sort of realizing what it what it takes uh, to compete on, on two different fronts. Um I also don't think they want to they want to go the sustainable route. I don't think getting big time players, which I don't really think Roma can afford to do so right now and also what are big time players for Roma? Um because that's in, in of itself like Vlahovic, is he a big time player for Roma? Um, that's I don't think they want to go that way and as we saw Europa League or not makes very little difference. If you miss out on European football, I think, first of all, that sends a clear message. You've missed out on European football. This this is where you are right now. You were Three years ago, you were third. You were competing for, for in a Champions League semifinal, and now you're out of European football. What conclusions can we draw from that? And then secondly... You give a new the new manager because there's gonna be a new manager. It's it's the reality of the situation. Some people are gonna be happy. Great, you're gonna give him more time. You're gonna give a, 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 this new team more time to focus on a single objective by and not saying, oh, we want you to have top four, but oh wait, we also want you to do good in the in this competition or that competition. No. You have one competition to focus on. That's your objective. That's what your that's what the judgment is based on. So for you, this is like 2013, 2014, all over again to a certain yeah. extent. <laughs> to a certain extent, um, it looks like it. It looks like it because Fonseca is on his way out. Everybody is talking about it, and he says it in in a very veiled manner. It's 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 he doesn't say it outright, but it's there. It's and. I think that a lot of the players that we have at our disposal are leaving. A lot of the players that we consider important um, have failed to to consistently perform on a high level. And thus, it needs to be the end of something. It unfortunately needs to be a new end, end to, to another, yet another project. And um, mm. hopefully, what, what comes next is something more sustainable, that allows you to to think uh, realistically about winning something, about building something that allows you to win 
in the next few years. And then more importantly, trusting it, because I think uh, this is sort of a result of half-assed decisions, of yes. uh, rushed decisions, of uh, a lot of uh, personal stuff getting in the way of business. I think that we're starting to see that in, in a different dimension, obviously, at Juve. Did you notice mm. the moment the moment Marotta leaves? You okay? You get you get Cristiano Ronaldo. The moment Marotta leaves and something happens with that locker room, um, you have uh, Bonucci going out to Milan, then coming back in. You have players like Chiellini, Buffon doing all kinds of tricks to get their renewals going. You have a club that went from being super successful for a long period of time to being shaky, to hiring, yes. to, to sacking one manager, bringing in a new one, not trusting him long enough, sacking him, getting somebody completely inexperienced, um, then potentially sacking him in the near future, um, bringing in players of various different uh, different ages, and then hoping that they they gel together. Um, and I think that that is sort of what happened at Roma. Obviously, again, the dimensions, the money behind it, the the talent behind it is different. But that's what happens when you make unsustainable decisions. 100%. I couldn't agree more. It's um, it's just an interesting uh, interesting 24 to 48 hours, this whole ordeal. Um, certainly a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. Everyone let us know your thoughts. Again, I, I, we don't have the motivation here to break down anything regarding Atalanta. Top four is over. Um, certainly Atalanta are going to enter with an infinite, uh, infinitely more motivation this is still a team that uh, wants to ensure their place in the top four so can we give people a warning again I, I guess if we have to warn you again it's almost like fool me once <laughs> I'm going to mess it up like george bush remember that yeah that famous fool me once and then you can't get fooled again <laughs> but seriously guy I, I mean you have to enter thursday with the lowest conceivable expectations. Yes, please don't have any. Yeah. Listen, again, we already have enough stress in our lives. We're Roma supporters. You can't go into this one hoping for anything. You're facing a team that wants to ensure top four. Roma, they just want to make it to the Europa League against Manchester United without anybody uh, breaking a leg, okay? that's all. Roma's only motivation... For this is not to get hurt, which I don't mm -hmm. usually like. But I mean, come on, we can't we can't answer this one getting all flustered if things go wrong. No, come yeah. on. Yeah, I so would. I would, low. I would suggest either watch it on mute or don't watch mm. it at all. Open a book, watch The Simpsons. I don't know, but forget <laughs> about it. Okay, forget about it. Laugh at the scoreline and and then draw your own conclusions for the future. Not right now. This is this is this this Roma team is not what we want. Nobody enjoys this, but I think it's necessary long term. Absolutely. Best way to put it and best way to end it. We will chat with you later in the week, apparently to break down Atalanta Roma. Maybe <laughs> there's more Super League stuff by then, hopefully, because I, I can't. I'll, I'll have to think of a way to come up with, with 30 minutes for that episode. But chat with you in a few days, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, ciao. Ciao.